0: And welcome to episode 173 of First Geek 411. I'm your host, Cameron Franklin. And with me, as always, is my best man, Chris Nicolay. Chris, how are you doing today?
1: Hello, hello. And not too bad. I'm frazzled. I'm all over the place.
0: Frazzled, dazzled? Frazzledazzle. <laughs> also joining us, we have Emma. How are you doing?
2: Not complaining one little bit been having a pretty good week
0: nice and then from the great white north janine how are you doing today too bad this week we got loki we got tiger king which must i say super hype is still in the news <laughs> we got dongle news and then we got cruella then we'll be wrapping up with our um, best adaptations from one media type to another. Before we get into that, listeners, as always, you can find us on our social media as 1geek411. You can join our Discord server if you want to hang out with us between episodes and send us an email at 1stgeek411 at gmail.com. You can also find our show notes notes, on our website, 1geek411.com. You can watch live Monday nights, 645 Mountain Time on twitch.tv slash 1geek411. Be part of that post-show chat. And you can find comment like subscribe all that stuff over on our youtube you can also write and subscribe wherever it is that you listen to podcasts and then find our merch over at our red bubble store with that said let's jump into our favorite things from this week chris why don't you start us off so
1: this week i haven't been up too much although i did notice that the final season of kim's convenience was on netflix so i get to finally start getting caught up to Shanine.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um and so far i definitely agree this does not feel like a final season <laughs> as it proceeds so i am i'm not sure how it's going to proceed to the final episode but more thoughts to come on that um <laughs> <laughs> Shanine just gets like the deer in the headlight
4: it's <laughs> <laughs> so, okay let me okay. tell you it It comes out of nowhere.
1: (laughs) It does indeed proceed to an episode. Yeah, I'm not, I'm so skeptical now that I know more than I should starting it. Um, But also the Netflix Sailor Moon uh, part one and two movie thing is up on Netflix. So I started that, um, put that on in the background. I'll have to probably start it over, but I've watched part one officially.
0: (laughs) And it's definitely Sailor Moon. Is all Sailor Moon like canonical? Like in the same universe of like or is it like alternate retellings and stuff like that? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know okay.
1: enough about Sailor Moon. Um so I, I what I do know is like so the original ninety Sailor Moon and then they had Sailor Moon Crystal, which was a mirror, just kind of updated new voice acting, new certain things with Sailor Moon. Um but it it was the same plot line kind of new art and new things but um it was that was just literally a retelling um in terms of movies I don't know how those work in terms typically OVAs are going to be kind of a more of a continuation or they take
0: place in a specific part that isn't further explained in the series you kind of or you get like the mind wipe thing at the end or something like that of like all this happened and it's canon but no one remembers yeah Right, or it's like we
1: reference this, but now we're going to actually tell the story. Um, it's referenced in the series, but it deserved its own kind of movie. Like, so that's what OVA, original video adaptation, um, is for. Um, so, I mean, lots of animes do them, um, especially if they are bigger. They'll take a minor plot line and make it a more major plot line. But yeah, that's that's about it. Took the motorcycle out this weekend a couple times. Mm-hmm um can you do a flip yet yeah not a dirt bike not with that attitude never gonna try <laughs> i don't like wasting that much money
2: <laughs> uh, probably fair
0: you just got to get Keanu to sponsor the podcast yeah so Anyone we can get one of his great. bikes yeah
1: not necessarily my style but i'd take a free one mm <laughs>
0: Janine, what have you been up to?
4: All right. Well, speaking of anime, um, we've almost finished the third season of Attack on Titan. Woo-woo. Nice. So this is the, like the fastest I've ever watched an anime. I think we're really ripping through it.
0: Mm-hmm. Good thing you were <laughs> done watching anime. <laughs>
4: yeah. uh, and then straight yeah, into the next one. It's just, it's so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know this one doesn't feel like there's not as much filler and I feel like I've watched many animes with a lot of filler filler. I feel like the animes you watch though
1: are like the epic shonens, which have to do fillers because they're gonna fill a thousand episodes whereas attack on titan is a very linear story and it's being told in four seasons so
2: yeah
1: or five yeah
2: four like that four something within that range when they
1: do the split seasons i always get confused on how they're numbering things um but yeah like whereas yeah attack on titans being provided in a we have this many seasons this is what you're getting we're gonna conclude everything um whereas like fairy tale and one piece are all well the manga's still going but we're caught up so here's some filler Until the manga can get ahead, and then we're going to catch up again. And that's where we're so much so they didn't
2: pull a uh uh Game of Thrones where they just 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 (laughs) far ahead and then just stop.
1: That's Hunter x Hunter. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Um,
1: but yeah, I mean, sometimes some animes do that. That happened with. So, obviously, Hunter x Hunter, like, several things, like, some, some animes will catch up to the manga, burst ahead, and then things are too different that it dies. Like, Bleach. I think Bleach is one. (laughs) Where that happened, but, but yeah, Attack on Titan is just, yeah, so good.
4: It's so good. I'm... So invested in all of the characters, and it makes me very stressed out because we have had some big reveals that have been very shocking. I've only seen season one, and I'd like to continue watching it. Yeah, I'm not gonna say anything. At the point, knowing that there's twists is not a spoiler. Yeah, I mean, mean, considering the first season, anything out there.
1: (laughs) Considering the first season, it's expected that there's going to be twists. Yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah. No, I I won't say anything. But like, I've just been shocked so many times. And I keep making predictions. And they have pretty much all been wrong. (laughs) I'm like, okay. (laughs) Okay, fine. It's not gonna stop me. But How can you not make predictions?
1: It's just like, you're trying to figure things out based on what they give you. But I am. They're also really good at leading you in a direction and then being like, "Just kidding."
4: Like <laughs> wires. No, it's great, and I think they pace it super well too. So it feels like you're trying to solve it with them, and nice. then like they make a new discovery, and you're like, "Everyone's like, ah, oh, we never saw that coming all together." And it's, yeah, I like it. Um. I also finished reading A Circle of Quiet by Madeline Langle, And it's a nonfiction and it's probably the first nonfiction that has made it into like my top 10 list. So yes. it was so good. What is it about? So Besides
0: it's a circle of quiet.
4: It's part of, um, a series of her journals basically she's taking like excerpts of her journals and like reflecting on her life and the world and stuff and so it's a lot of her life story but not necessarily in order and just kind of how that connects with faith and writing and just life in the world and it's so good and just like everything she says I'm like yes that's it (laughs) yes yeah it's just it's so good I couldn't recommend it more it didn't feel like reading a nonfiction like it was just so good and Raya and the Last Dragon came to open access so we finally got to watch it and it was okay I did not That's love it. That's what I've heard. It 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 was cute and it looked nice. And I like seeing like the different culture and all that, but it wasn't an instant classic for me. Yep.
0: Yeah. That's kind of how I felt with it too. Of it's like I really enjoyed it and I thought it was a good movie, but it kind of doesn't have that one I don't know, like that one spark. moment that is like, like the iconic spark. scene.
2: Yeah.
1: I haven't seen it yet, so
2: neither have I. So
0: <laughs> Emma, what have you been up to this past week?
2: Uh let's see. What have I been up to? I finished Uncharted Two. Yay. After, great game. Yeah, great game. Really enjoyed it. And promptly went to, and started Uncharted Three.
0: Better game. People can yeah. at me.
2: Um, I've been working through my backlog of games that I either started and and hadn't finished or hadn't started at all. So I've say that's pretty good progress. Um, started reading our book club book. Um, not all who wander spiritually are lost and maybe 20 pages in, but I've been reading it pretty slowly. So
0: I have mine good
2: so far. Um, same coffee,
0: <laughs> same cover, cover buddies. Same
2: cover, cover buddy. Um, I got a job this summer, or for the summer this afternoon slash nice. today. Yay! It's a day camp, camp counselor thing. The, the people emailed it me this morning, and I was like, "Hey, I want to interview," and I was like, "Sure." Surprise! <laughs> and then I got a job, so that was nice. So um, now I am going to be earning income, which is good. And then I started watching Sweet Tooth on Netflix, and but I start. I mean, I haven't finished episode one yet, but I'm enjoying it so far. And it's a unique concept. Now,
0: horror. what is it about?
2: So it's basically like there's a, there's a mysterious like disease that shows up, which is pretty normal, typical um, for like futuristic whatever. But along with this disease that wipes through the population, come what they call hybrids. So humans who are born merged with different animals and there's this little boy who's the way they present it is the relationship is his dad, but it hasn't been stated that he's actually his dad. But anyway, um, basically whisks him away to hide in the forest. And then he, something happens. (laughs) I just got like the part in episode one that I stopped at was like, this guy comes into their forest hideaway thing and the way it's going i have a feeling the dad's gonna like get killed or something and this boy who's now like eight or nine has to go um out into the world and all that all these hybrids are being hunted essentially like everyone is scared of them so but it's super interesting so far and it's a fun concept of like this disease isn't the biggest concern. It's these these hybrids essentially that come with the disease, and no one really knows how they're connected. So, yeah. so they now must
0: live in a world that hates and fears them.
2: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let me know what you think. I, I've heard a lot of people talking about it, but it's one that like I just like hadn't heard much of.
2: Yeah, other than, like, I hadn't some, like, heard initial much buzz. either. So I just was, I mean, the, like the ads and trailers and stuff seemed pretty interesting. And of course, maybe the person who's like, ooh, animals. That's an interesting concept with human-animal combinations. Let's see where <laughs> this goes. So, yeah.
0: So for me, um, I was able to get back into streaming some more God of War this past Sunday. Um, turns out, When you don't play a game for two weeks, you forget a lot about how it plays. And so the first like I I kind of stopped like right in the middle of a puzzle too, which goes back to like a conversation that we'd had on a previous week where like I just needed to find something. And it wasn't like necessarily hard to find, but it had been long enough that like I didn't remember like specifically which areas I'd come from, like where I needed to get to, things like that. but it was great um it was good getting back in Uh, made some good progress found out who some characters are plot twist if they're a major character they're probably a norse god like like it's one of those that like i the the twist was one of the characters is freya and it's like the least surprising thing that this character is freya um yeah yeah and so um and so I've been back on that. Looking forward to playing some more. Our game's amazing. Um, the more I play, I think the more I'm enjoying it. The, I could really kind of go without the equipment system. It's one of those that I kind of just feel like if you would just, just give me the gear and just be like, yep, here's a better weapon or here's the upgrade for your weapon. It's better now. Rather than making me like sit through menus and stuff. But maybe that's just because I'm streaming yeah. and that's just not necessarily what I want to do on stream. Maybe that's more of what the issue is and I need to just do all of that before I start. I don't know. Um, And then um, after recommendations of a certain co-host, I started Subnautica. Um, I proceeded to very quickly drown. Um, But, you know, um, I've been having a lot of fun. Um, I think my biggest complaint... um, especially for now, like where I'm at now in the story, it like, it feels like I don't necessarily have a great reason to continue. Like, I know what I'm supposed to do. Like, cause I, I've, um I fixed the, or fixed air quotes, the Aurora. So it's no longer like leaking radiation. But then like, in terms of like my next objective, it's just kind of like, Okay. I guess I'll There's go do more this
2: stuff to do. Right.
0: But it's just like, I just don't know from the character's perspective. I don't know why they would want to risk all these things to go get that, to go, to go do all these other stuff. Yeah. Now, granted, I also, you know, haven't read through all of the PDAs that I've picked up. So that probably yeah. contributes to me not knowing why I'm doing things, but I have some stuff I need to go find, but like, it's one of those that, um, that is kind of just out there enough that I'm like, I'm not sure I would like, this, I also will say this as me who doesn't like swimming. <laughs> and so like, you know, is very afraid of drowning and getting destroyed by giant monsters in the sea.
2: Yeah.
0: And so that's fair. Yeah. So for me, like we're staying in the shallows, cooking these fish in this fabricator, we're good to go. Seems I'm like a set. great life for me.
2: You're just going to live right there. Yeah.
0: Um, but I am really enjoying it. Looking, which, oh, hey,
2: is a valid option. Right. Like, 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 there's a little, like,
0: island I could just go live on, like, kill the weird crab things. And game yeah. <laughs> Game's done. I'm just... Yeah. that. check. Like, surprise, it's actually a farming sim. Yeah,
2: which, like, <laughs> legitimately, with the way the game is set up, is a valid way to play the game. Yeah. You, you yeah. can just do that for hours on end, and, yeah. like, that's fine. Some, I do know I do have friends who play it that way and just treat it as a farming sim and like that's it. Yeah. But then there's me who's like, I'm gonna be terrified. But yes, I want to go into the <laughs> thousand meters down and try to avoid the big scary things.
0: <laughs>
2: so yeah, it, and yeah,
0: it is what it is. I've gotten a little bit of the tease, or some more of the teases for what's going on on the planet, and so. I'll probably talk about those a little bit more in chat the next time in the streams. Um, Cause I think you are ahead of like, ahead of me.
2: Um, I haven't fixed the Aurora yet, but that's just like, really because it's an open world survival. Yeah. It's, you can really do things on your own schedule. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah.
0: That was mine. It was like, you got to fix the Aurora within the next 24 hours. And I was like, that seems excessive.
2: Yeah. It. Yeah. I mean, I haven't done it yet, which has been a little bit irritating on my part because of the radiation. Like, yeah. I have to keep alternating between rebreather and radiation, yeah. Whatever, but yeah.
0: yeah. Um. But then, other than that, went to the theater for the first time since Chadwick passed away, um, and we saw Cruella, and gotta say. I really enjoyed it. Maybe a part of that is that I've just been so hyped to go back to the theater. Yeah. Maybe that's because there weren't kids screaming and kicking things. What? I, mean, I got all. Did you those, even go but... to the
1: theater then? <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, so um, so I, we'll talk a little bit more about Corella later on. But I did really enjoy it. I like the take. I definitely have some questions like it's one of those like we had a little bit of the chat about it um with greg um in the discord um, i think saturday night but yeah like there's definitely some questions that get raised about it but um but i really enjoyed it and so have y'all had a chance to see it yet Mm-mm. nope
2: i'm not forking out an additional 30 bucks yeah. on top of my subscription to watch a movie that. that's
0: why you go to
1: the theater
2: I'm not going to go to the theater because I have no one to go with, and it's so much less fun to go to a movie by yourself.
1: Are you, I love going to the movies by myself.
4: Too. I'm still not 100 percent sure if theaters are open here yet. So, douche. See, yeah. I'm the type of
2: person who likes to go to theaters with friends. Like, that's just
1: why you can't. You shouldn't be talking. So I don't know why Bet people. You don't know theater. my life.
2: My best friend and I have a tendency to a whisper said, quietly to ourselves be. commentary quietly. during movies, and then we will typically before or after go to Hot Topic because that's our thing. <laughs> it's like our it's like our friend date. We go to Hot Topic and see a movie, and have dinner, and then criticize the movie to every single extent. So it's like yeah. movie theaters are a friend thing for me. <laughs>
1: I like to go just sit in the back row with my large popcorn and large cherry Coke. (laughs) No one else eating it. Just me. And then go get it refilled. Yeah. (laughs) It's an experience.
0: I feel like I've talked about this before, but my, my whole thing with theaters is you get what you pay for. So like, are we, are we at the draft house for a premiere silence? No talking. Are we at the Dollar Theater? Everything's Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Doesn't <laughs> matter. You paid a yeah. dollar. Deal yeah. with it. We don't have a
1: Dollar Theater, so we just got yeah. we just got the Cinemark the, the Tenplex. Yeah. No, I think I don't know. And then we got the Myrna, which is depending, Woo. It's probably an event. Probably the Big Lebowski, and I'm probably a little drunk. <laughs> are a little tipsy
2: what a boys movie that is such a boys movie but they
1: have a special event there and it's fun going also like yeah it's you know you get a large popcorn and two adult beverages for like eight bucks
2: i mean it sounds like a blast
1: yeah wonderful wonderful not gonna theater. lie
2: never did that while i was there
1: it's a good time i wonder if they're gonna do it this year probably think all of our normal summer things are happening i think i don't know gotta believe be just show up in a robe that's all you got to do for that (laughs) nice little block party
0: (laughs) let's go ahead and jump into our discussion topics for this week chris why don't you start us off so first
1: things is granted like I, I think this is probably a leak or an accidental posting, but up on Amazon, we did get a quick preview of the two next coming out later this fall. Um, next D and D settings um, wild beyond the witch light, which is going to be based in the Feywild, wild, which will be super interesting. We haven't seen a ton take place there. Obviously we get fey creatures and everything in the primary setting, but yeah, um, you can't wait to not be able to deal
0: damage to any of them.
2: Except True. for me! For me.
1: Um, and then, obviously, we're getting the next magic iteration in the D&D setting, which is the Curriculum of Chaos, which is the Strixhaven setting, which I'm looking really forward to just because of all the new like possible casting things they're going to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, all the Give different... me some
0: archaeology magic. Right? I, I want my scroll machine gun. Right? Question is, what class are you going to give that to? <laughs> every class, all classes, every class,
1: scroll machine, the weirdest every class ever. It's actually it's because it's just a scroll. <laughs> it's like you don't yeah, actually it's, have to use, it's, it to it's use just a weapon. It's actually just a weapon you can carry. <laughs> it's breaking the entire game. <laughs> give a scroll machine gun to all your characters and never be able to do
0: anything against them. <laughs> I will say the thing that makes me kind of sad about Curriculum of Chaos is that with us going back to Innistrad this fall, this means that there most likely will not be an official Innistrad tie in. It'll probably be like an Unearth Arcana but,
1: thing that yeah. further builds off what they currently have in Unearth Arcana
0: from. Yeah. Like, granted, we do have like Curse of Strad and they've been pushing that, and that's like similar vibes with like vampires and stuff like right. that. But. I was kind of hoping for, like, especially with um, Brandon Sanderson's book, um, I guess like two years ago, whenever that was, I was hoping that they would flush out more of Innistrad.
1: They might still, you know, with the success that they've been having and stuff, they might just try to do more, (laughs) but I wouldn't get my hopes up too much, but that's, that's my not the, but. It's springtime, which means there's a lot of tech news, so I'll be mostly talking about
0: the dongle the dongle news. news. It's been so long.
1: It's been so long. We haven't done that in a long time. Um, first things first, obviously, kind of the pertinent stuff for us as consumers is Apple did have their... Worldwide Developers Conference, I think WWDC. I can't remember what it stands for, um, but it is pr- predominantly their news outlet for kind of what's happening on their on their devices, um, and kind of directing their like showing their developers, possible developers, um, what the new capabilities are. Um, and so we're we're getting uh, updates to obviously the ipad devices and their services um with shared like cursor and device like touchpad sharing i i'm confused um but they are doing a lot uh uh it will be reading all the text in your photos
0: (laughs) no danger will robinson
1: um but yeah, iOS fifteen uh, is yeah adding some updates improvements to FaceTime. Do
2: we have any Apple users like out of any of us? Nope. I mean, me, but because my school requires a. Mac. But that's
1: just that's your Mac. That's like you're not a iPhone or.
2: Oh, I am also an iPhone. Yes.
1: Okay, so I mean, predominantly, when for WWDC, you are going to be seeing mostly their mobile platform updates, um, yep. because the Mac updates all have their own they have their own event um so ios 15 is updating facetime notifications and more which is something that a lot of apple users have been requesting our notification updates um more control over your notifications is the biggest thing um i don't feel like any platform has notifications done right yet <laughs> I hate notifications um just turn them all off if only um, they are building mu- video and music sharing in the FaceTime. Uh, so that's going to be interesting.
0: Um, it seems like somewhere you're going to have a very like specific set of songs you're allowed to use. Right. And then like you can add other songs, then you just got like instantly get DMCA'd. Well, since it's, face like, you're not, like, streaming
1: it. It's just, like, so you're on a FaceTime call. You can share what you're listening and watching with the person you're on FaceTime with, is my understanding. So, I mean, I I think, obviously, like, it's just based on rights to the streaming service. And I'm assuming it has to be, you're going to be exclusively using Apple Music for it. I'm not sure other services like Spotify or anything Spotify, is going to be compatible. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yes, they are using AI to read all of your text and your pictures. A little weird. Very um, weird. Uh, but they are pushing more security features and possibly adding um, like legitimate identifier options so you can possibly use um, your iPhone as an ID because it will have actually been verified for use. Um Granted, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to look like in, like, airports and, yeah. like, other travel services. Um, obviously, a international travel in is going to be a whole other thing. <laughs> um, but, I mean, like, in terms of, like, if the real ID stuff, I think that that it would suffice for, like, domestic travel instead of mm-hmm. having uh, – once you have your real ID and things like that. Um, for those of us in the U.S. Uh, um, that understands mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Sorry, Shanine. <laughs> Um, you're gonna now be able to drop widgets on the home screen, which is apparently something you haven't been able to do on iPads. Really? <laughs> wow. Really?
2: But it's available on iPhones.
1: I I don't know. Okay, <laughs> this is yeah, this I, is like this I'm is not a,
0: as not a Apple user. Green thing. It's like me. I didn't like, realize this, this wasn't this a thing
1: this because names? this is a thing on everything I own. <laughs> um. But websites I've been reading, like Apple Rumors and everything, have been making a big deal about this because this is something they've been asking for. Do you uh, all
0: use widgets on your home screen on your phone?
1: Like weather and other things and my search Mm -hmm. bar and stuff. I have quick access points
0: there. Hmm. I've never liked using them. I have a
2: couple but I like the only two I have are my music and my like screen time, whatever yeah. analysis. On my um,
1: tablet, I have like quick launch stuff for like my tablet, like for the actual drawing app and stuff and like note taking for the pencil. Um, yeah. But that's just on the tablet. I,
2: yeah. but I'm more of the, the folder type of person where I just put similar items into folders and go from there
1: yeah it just depends like there's some very useful widgets but i mean like it depends on how active of a user you are too um but like yeah like i keep note note apps always ready and stuff and some some news pieces and stuff i don't know just depends um but other things uh i forget oh uh Apple's iCloud Plus is going to be bundled with a VPN, private email, and HomeKit camera storage. So that's big for for Apple users in terms of smart home utilization, as well as obviously Apple becoming kind of pushing that more privacy-centric um, piece, with the exception of obviously reading text on your
0: yeah. pictures. Um, Here's privacy as long as we get to read all of your information. Yeah,
1: yep. uh, New watch OS stuff. Uh, there were rumors about a possible like independent home OS service. Um, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Um, although Siri is coming the third-party accessories and will be usable offline. I don't know. Siri sucks. Uh, just, <laughs> um,
2: I never use Siri, so I have no opinion.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Safari is getting a, a, a redesign um, with tab groups and stuff. So following in Chrome's Kind of footsteps. Again, being able to sort tabs into categories, bring out a little more efficiency. Kind of cool stuff. Um, nothing that, but doesn't look like still no updates to possible use of USB C instead of Lightning Cable. Sorry, I guess. Yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> Come on, Mac. I don't want to buy your whatever, whatever. That's
1: <laughs> <laughs> how they get you. It's how they get you, <laughs> um, I but I
2: switch over uh, my next phone upgrade or whatever. Kind of the
1: big tech news that's been in uh, Love Talks is there's a lot of um advancements that will be, be- made in the next few years, and I know we've spec like, there's obviously been speculations, but first off, what is everyone's favorite way to
0: travel?
2: I mean, it depends on where I'm going
0: my own imagination I, your own imagination
2: cuz i i enjoy road trips but i also like just going somewhere via plane and like enjoying that place so it kind of depends on the intention of my trip okay i like both via ground and air
1: I'm definitely more of a ground person. I love road trips. Um, I fly out of necessity. um, Speed and obviously to make things work within time constraints because time off from work is limited. Mm -hmm. And I like things to be efficient. Sometimes driving is just like it's efficient because I'm enjoying other things. So it's a good use of time. When you have it available, <laughs> yeah, not the most I'll say it for me.
0: I feel like I'm in the camp of like, I love flying, but I hate airports and I love road trips, but I hate driving. So it's like, if I'm not the one driving, we'll go anywhere. <laughs> but if I'm the one driving, it's like, well, I mean, here we are. <laughs> also, trains,
2: I like trains. Trains are fun.
1: You
0: know.
2: Trains are a fun experience. Trains are wonderful.
0: Emma, what's your stance? Um you already gave yours. You mean
2: what's my stance on what?
0: I was gonna ask about trains and you and, and you just talked about trains. Yeah. Yep. So here we are. Especially like fast, fast now, trains now everywhere other than the US.
2: <laughs> taco, taco. Yeah. Like I, I think... don't know if I've explained that before or not. Yeah, we think... talked about that.
1: The U.S. has a great lack of trains, like, for, yeah. for transportation.
2: Man, the one time I tried to get out of Helena to get home for Thanksgiving, I was going to, like, drive to somewhere that had Ever? a passenger train connection. But then there was, like, an avalanche along the, the – track lines so the train was just like we're not going to get you there so then i like drove to spokane or something it was this whole experience of just trying to get home for thanksgiving that was just not good yeah that involved everything except planes
1: you know something i was super about in the past was possible hyperloop what are you doing elon (laughs) hurry up elon take us to mars take us to mars or i mean like elon has posed so many like fantastical travel methods um obviously he's proposed uh this uh spacex rockets um as you know our trips anywhere across the world you know you go up orbit comes back down lands um he said maybe in a few years that'd be awesome be cool kind of i don't know um I don't know what that does for everyone's bodies. It's going (laughs) to, if there's going to be health requirements to do so. But they've been working on the Hyperloop, possibly. They started the Boring Company so they can drill like tunnels for the Hyperloop as possible, like speed train and, you know, cost effective travel. But we haven't seen a lot of those things come to fruition as of yet. But those are like. Changes. Big changes in the way we currently travel. Travel by rocket. What about you, Shanine?
4: Road trips? I like all the things. Road trips, flying, Mm -hmm. trains.
0: Like the go
1: places. Just want to go.
0: I'll also
4: (laughs) add, give me a
0: lime scooter any day. (laughs) Touche. If I can go somewhere and save 10 minutes by scooting, <laughs> all in. I'll take a scooter if it takes me 10 extra minutes. Yeah. I love <laughs> zipping around on the scooters. <laughs> like, when we were in Seattle for PAX, like, so many people were riding, like, the one wheels and stuff. And I was just like, oh, man, this is where Cameron wants to be.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. Pretty prime.
1: I've I've done enough research I like me and my friends might be building like try to build one this 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 summer because we don't have lime scooters specifically in Montana but there's a few like some of the college towns have like an equivalent. And then we're wondering how fast this like an electric scooter go? And they can go fast. Yeah, gotta go fast. <laughs> if you overvolt an electric motor <laughs> turns out things can go a little crazy um but but the biggest news is that possibly uh there might be uh, there there's uh, a couple new uh companies that are starting in the airplane business talking about the return to hypersonic flight um specifically upwards of 12 times the speed of sound um which we're coming for you light new york to la is about half an hour (laughs) um hour tops uh and then you know an hour across the world almost uh which is going to be crazy um specifically united airlines has agreed to purchase like $3 billion dollars of orders has placed for 15 supersonic jets from boom supersonics
0: that um, sounds like a fake company
1: it's a real company <laughs> their their plane design is called overture um there is also a new startup called venus aerospace which is where uh begins testing on their hypersonic passenger fl- uh, planes um next year and, but yeah, so obviously the last hypersonic flight we had was back in, or commercial hypersonic flight, um, was the Concorde back in 2000, that was retired in 2003. Anybody know when the Concorde started flying? No. Because that plane was in it in the air for a long time which means like obviously it's not a fuel efficient um, because it was using uh, kind of archaic but it was originally its first place was back in
3: 1969
1: nice Um, but yeah ultimately um, a lot of these newer companies believe that with um, new technology they can bring back hypersonic flights um, with new engines and stuff which would actually make um, possibly hypersonic flights being more efficient, more green than current uh, commercial flights. Um, and estimating that flights, uh, international flights could be around $100 on international flights and be anywhere uh, on average three to four hours internationally.
0: That'd be wonderful.
1: That'd be very nice. You can, fly, you, you can make a weekend trip out of going somewhere internationally. in 10 years well in 2025 is when they are projected to fulfill their orders or Mm. specifically united's orders are projected to be filled in 2025 Mm. supposedly we'll see um i mean obviously the technology has always been there so what i mean it we know that commercial flights at hypersonic speeds they've existed in the past they can exist again um but yeah i'm ready Weekend
0: trip to Japan, I'm down. Speaking of ready, um, I'll go ahead and go next. Um, This weekend, we have E3, the Electronic Entertainment Expo, where we are looking to get a whole bunch of announcements for video games and things like that. Um, So we'll have, this is more more or less just a, hey, it's happening, come check in. Um, next week when we talk more about what has happened and so um with the lack of like a formal e3 last year i'm really excited that it is back in some capacity and so
3: um,
0: and then saw cruella uh, like i said at the top of the show i really enjoyed it but based on a comment that was in our discord i have a question for all of us and so this was said by I Am Not Prepared, who says, I naturally have little care for any such monster Asked Cruella. And so with that, um, the question I have for everyone is, what is the villain thing that is too far for you?
2: Cruella. You gotta remember, I'm very much a dog person, so anyone who Mm -hmm. even considers turning a dog into a coat is just like, nah, bro. I don't like you.
1: I mean, I just bought a leather jacket, so.
2: Well. Yeah, but. (laughs) This (laughs) this is dogs we're talking about.
1: What's the difference?
3: I
2: like cute. dogs. I mean, I mean cows are cute. Well yes, but they are farm animals versus dogs. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Which are <our> best boys. <laughs> I,
1: I, I I've always thought that was a, a weird differentiation. Or yeah. or differentiation between like horse and cattle. Um
4: like anywhere else in the world eats horse meat
1: or like i mean a lot of some other places around the world we eat horse meat but we won't it's like it
2: is is it's weird line to draw i wouldn't say it's an american thing so much as it is going back to the like historical domestication of said animals so Dogs, historically, the reason they are now domesticated is because they were used as hunting partners, whereas animals like goats and cows and sheep were historically domesticated for those food and sheltered byproducts. Um, so the difference there for me as someone who like, studied it is it comes down to the domesticated or the reasons behind the domestication of various animals, um, and what the intended purpose for those animals were in the act of domesticating them.
0: Right, which
1: I, I, I mostly understand, but I just still think it's a weird line to draw. Like, the Hun, like, you know, domesticated horses, strong companions, used horses for a lot, also ate them.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Shanine, do you have a villain thing that's too
4: far? Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I feel like I sympathize with a lot of villains. Um.
0: OK, so everyone keep an eye on Shanine.
4: <laughs> I'm right there I just, with you, Shanine. I agree. I <laughs> find them fascinating. They're often the most fascinating characters. like yeah
1: i feel like too much altruism in a hero is too too two-dimensional and what makes a good hero is actually a good villain yes
3: yeah
0: yeah so i'll say i mean that's like one of the classic statements for why batman is such a good character it's because batman has good villains right like and that's what makes the character good um but yeah, so I'll say like for me, a big one is like things that like directly mess with young kids. Yeah, um, like that's a big one for me of like, I'll just like nope out of stuff of like, nope, not going to watch this. Um, like that's one of like, my like, like, like almost like my deal breaker there of just like, yeah, we're skipping ahead or not watching this or whatever. Um, That's definitely mine. That's just like, yeah, I just can't handle that. Um and then this kind of ties into, to where we just were for the, for this follow up, but like, what are those changes? Like that make a, like that, that could be made to characters without completely overriding them and still having them be those good villains. And so for a little bit of context into that, one of the things that I really liked about Cruella is that a, they don't make her at the good guy. Um, but B like, they make her more of a vandal, um, and less of a dog murderer. And so, um, but the character still feels like the same Cruella. And so, so like, what are like, and maybe this is more, it would be more of like a top three style question. But like, if you could take a villain that you didn't like, what is something that you would want to change to make them more of a character that you would enjoy? Maybe that's a better way of wording the question I have in the notes. This might be a too deep one for for right now in the middle of the episode.
1: (laughs) Might be.
2: I mean, just off the top of my head, I'm more just thinking of it's basically this question in kind of reverse, but more so what, Villains do I enjoy because they're good characters. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. like like Scar from Lion King is coming to mind for me because he's like cunning, but also like like his own smarts become his own pitfall, downfall, whatever. Like in many ways, but. yeah
1: i have no idea i mean like if you're thinking of scar like i i don't think scar was necessarily a great villain because he wasn't fully developed
2: right i guess
1: we don't know enough about it which is again like i guess and that's something like it's kind of
2: opposite yeah question answer whatever
1: it's something that Scar could have been more fleshed out, or like a prequel would have been awesome. Like to understand his history with Mufasa, specifically,
2: which made him kind of resent him. I don't know. His background is fleshed fleshed out a little bit more in the Broadway show than it is in the Disney movie.
0: Big shout out to the Broadway musical because it's amazing. Yeah. Let's go ahead and table that question. We can come back to it another time. Um, Emma, what, what do you got for us this week?
2: Yeah. Uh, what do I have for us? Oh, yeah. So this is a friendly reminder for anyone who d- does not have it on their radar that um, the Loki show starts this week, starts on Wednesday. Um, mm-hmm. Don't forget that your alarms, we get yep. the first episode Wednesday. Um,
0: yeah, which means and- if you're watching this on YouTube, yeah. It's out.
2: It's out. Go watch Loki. <laughs> go watch Loki. If you're Stop watching, watching us fact. and go we'll watch Loki. Yeah. <laughs> Stop <laughs> and go now. Um, but leave this running. And yeah. then come back give to the it and give us another view. Thanks yeah. <laughs> um and Cameron and I both saw somewhere, I saw somewhere and forgot where I saw it, that according to Kevin Feige, apparently Loki as a TV show will have a bigger impact on the MCU than other like canon TV shows so far. And by that, I mean, WandaVision and- right. um, the
0: two other ones.
2: Uh, right.
0: <laughs> Falcon and Winter Falcon Soldier. Falcon and
2: Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was going to say Tifios, which is a completely different thing. <laughs> um, so it's going to have a bigger impact on the MCU than those other two so far, um, which from what we know of it already, which isn't a whole lot, makes some amount of sense because we've got loki in as a prisoner and dealing with timelines and stuff like that i can see going yeah okay that makes sense um but with all of that being said in that sort of piece of information from the head of marvel himself does anyone have any hopes wishes or desires and or fears for (laughs) loki to come
0: I'll say for me, one of my fears, especially after seeing that statement, is if they're gonna try to just bring this Loki into the normal MCU. Where like, since this is Battle for New York Loki that got away, and like and that that fear like with the statement kind of ties in a lot with what I've been worried about with this show for a while, is that we're not getting endgame game Loki. We're getting yeah. The first avengers loki yeah and i think a lot of people have, have come to love loki's growth and so yeah. how do you not write the character with that growth in mind when and for the general fan that might be being like oh well this is I'm, i like loki he was in this movie and i'm just super con- confused to what that's gonna look like uh yeah and so that's definitely been my biggest one
2: which um, Sort of going off of that, it just reminded me, I did see a a video or a post or something about that specifically and how the Loki that we're getting in the show didn't have that character growth with Thor as his brother um, or even Odin as like, like realizing that Odin did consider him as a son, Mm -hmm. like... Thor like he didn't have that growth brotherly growth with Thor of even though like we're on opposite sides for this scenario we're still mm-hmm. gonna go off and do get help which we've been doing our entire lives as brothers like there's still that he hasn't had that growth for that state of Loki and you just brought in that extended point that I hadn't mm-hmm. thought about of like how that could impact the casual viewer and or just the state of putting that version of Loki into what into the current timeline, basically.
1: Mm -hmm. I just want chaos. Yeah. You
2: might get that. Some
0: tells me. Shenanigans.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I have a feeling you're going to get all of that. Plus, some Owen Wilson, actually, which is... yeah, can't wait, can't wait.
4: <laughs> yeah, speaking of villains that I love, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> I was obsessed with Loki from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm very excited.
0: And I'll say as a hope, I want Owen Wilson's care, and maybe this is all people have already like figure this out like the agatha all along thing but like um, i'm really wanting owen wilson's character to be a big player in the future just because i like i like him and so <laughs> wow um also if he does not say wow at some point in this i know <laughs> very upset um but yeah i i hope that he's around i hope that they figure out a way to yeah. to have that character not just be sequestered into these this like time cop yeah. thing I
2: I would have never been like oh yeah like I'd like to see Owen Wilson in an MCU movie but then when they were like oh yeah we have Owen Wilson for Loki I was like I never knew that was something that I needed (laughs) but I need it so stick around Owen Wilson please (laughs) don't pull a Martin Freeman and show up in the background like three times and then just never come up again. So,
0: yeah and, and i'll say too with feige's quote the thing that i think is so weird about that about the this is gonna be the biggest impact on the mcu than, compared to the other ones is we haven't seen the impact of any of the other mo- or the other shows like so like this isn't like this isn't like a bar like to yeah. clear it's like uh, i feel like they said I the mean, same yeah. thing about like um wandavision like this is gonna yeah. have a big impact on the mcu and it's like cool
2: well and we... no
0: movies have come out
2: Yeah, we have had in WandaVision and Winter Soldier Falcon events that when you look at them, you go, yeah, I can see how that's going to impact Mm -hmm. the MCU. Like we've got Wanda sort of accepting the fate of Vision, but then we also have this white Vision floating around somewhere and that's going to have an impact. And then with Falcon and Winter Soldier, we've got Sam as the new Captain America, which with with the route that the MCU has gone in the past, they could easily take a more political route with that. I don't think they would, but like essentially how those two shows have ended in the past or ended, like it's easy to trace and, or see how the events of those shows could lead to bigger events in the mm-hmm. future so it is a little bit curious in that regard of it feels a little open-ended because it's like well you could say the same thing about the last two shows depending on how you proceed yeah.
0: and i'm sure it's one of those things where like covid and production schedules like through a wrench into yeah. timings because like imagine in this where we would have gotten scarlet w- or wandavision and then we would have gotten Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, relatively quickly after it, yeah, and then we would have gotten Loki. Like I don't know if that was the original plan or whatever, but like it just feels like it's one of those that's again, it it does just doesn't mean anything because like we don't know the impact of any of the other shows,
2: especially for a a franchise that depends so heavily on having a specific timeline, like that's one of the biggest differences between the success of the, of Marvel and the failure of DC. In, DC. <laughs> in, in the world of films is Marvel has had a huge timeline planned out since 2008, basically. Well, more like 2009, but whereas DC has just sort of been floundering around. So,
0: Janine, what do you got for us?
4: Well, speaking of DC, in <laughs> um, the one thing they've done right... Yeah. Um, for now. <laughs> we got, um, yeah, obviously, at this <laughs> point. So far.
0: <laughs> so far.
4: <laughs> we got a Shazam 2 teaser. And it was just like 20 seconds of seeing the new costume. And Zachary Levi being quippy, but I'm pumped. I really the
2: name is the only DC movie I have ever liked.
1: What? No Wonder Woman.
2: Well, okay, Wonder Woman is pretty good, cool, but yes, primarily for like the 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 context behind the character of uh, someone in power being a female. <laughs>
1: but i I think one thing both of those two movies also have a little more in common is they kind of follow a little more of the marvel you know storytelling guide more so than the standard d c like they they incorporate good amounts of humor alongside their their plot points, which make them yep. a little more enjoyable i guess or market better market better marketing better more broader audience. Um, and also you, you just DC can get so dark. You need those breaks.
2: Absolutely.
0: I never shot saw Shazam
4: Okay, well it, you should. because It's actually it's hilarious, a and it's Zachary Levi. Yeah,
0: it's one that like I've always on, like I've only ever heard good things about it, and like we have HBO Max, so like I could just watch it. You should probably watch it. It's a good one. Uh, I just never yeah. gotten around to it. There there is one part that I'm
1: like, okay, this is obnoxious, but like, is one small piece that it's if I wasn't as critical, I'd probably just gloss yeah. over it. But I don't know. DC has has a lot more has a lot of potential. I mean, you know, bring in Dwayne Johnson as Black Adam potentially. Well, that's I think that's Dwayne gonna be a Dwayne The Rock wonder- Johnson. Dwayne the Rock. Future president. <laughs> Of the united states dwayne the rock johnson um, that's one celebrity president have...
2: i would be relatively okay with
1: <laughs> but that movie has so much potential just because obviously dwayne has a good balance to him in terms of his yeah. you know his acting background of humor and seriousness and obviously action um that i think that movie's Potentially going to be wonderful, but still DC, so we don't know yet. Yeah. Till they throw in a weird character like Cheetah, or that, I don't know. <laughs> Depends on who his villain is. Okay.
4: <laughs> as long as they stay in the vein of the first movie, it'll be good. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm hoping for. Shame. I just want the best for Zachary Levi. <laughs>
1: Don't we all? That's why you should be in the MCU instead.
2: (laughs) Uh, Where's the lie? (laughs) Bring him in. Bring him in.
1: Bring him in. He can do both. He can do both. Maybe he should just be Adam. (laughs) We still haven't seen him yet, so...
4: (laughs) And then to lead us into our top three, we are getting not one, but two Tiger King series based around the life of Joe Exotic. One coming out on Peacock with John Cameron Mitchell as Joe Exotic, Dennis Quaid as Rick Kirkham, Kate McKinnon as Carol Baskin, and a lot of other people. And then CBS is making one with Nicolas Cage.
1: I like how that like is.
2: Two completely different ends of the spectrum. <laughs> well,
1: it, it's like everyone wanted Nick Cage to play Joe Exotic. Like that was like as soon as that thing and there's like possible movie deals. Everyone's like Nick Cage. And now it's happening.
2: That's see, I don't understand that. I don't, I don't see it. Really? Really.
0: There were some really good like ups that people did, like
2: the. Like, I was never really super impressed by the Joe Exotic, whatever the show was. Like Tiger King. I watched it, but I just wasn't. It didn't leave a big impression with me, so. I've just always been pretty neutral
0: on it. So I can't wait for this news or for this to happen. I know we're talking about that on Twitter, Um, but I am so excited for this. Like, do I think they're going to be like peak TV? No, but like, I really anticipate this just being a hot mess. And that's what I'm here for with Tiger King. I mean, Tiger King
1: itself was just a hot mess, and it mm-hmm. like it's it's not going to be good, but it's going to get money. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> which is all they care about. <laughs> so <laughs> it's going to be on that man. It's like everyone has to, that watched. You know, Tiger King is gonna has to watch these, <laughs> both of them.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm just so excited. Like especially like these are taking more of a fictional approach so like it's gonna be more like it's gonna be even more out there than the document documentary uh is that possible and, like I and know. so uh, that's what i'm wanting <laughs> that's like that's, that's like they so far out there because
2: take it even further yeah but it does depend on how believable it's quote-unquote believable like i mean it they can make it more extreme it just depends on how cheesy they want to make it
0: the documentary is barely
1: believable
2: right
0: and that's why i can't wait (laughs)
2: like (laughs) like,
0: what's it gonna be like and i've said before like if i was a writer like tiger king would scare me because i don't think i could write fiction better than that (laughs) and like now we're getting fiction about it
2: oh are you kidding these writers i guarantee you are gonna take this material and run with it They just are probably going to eat it up and run with it. The context
0: for that is I'm also, like, you know, not a good writer. So, like, there you go. So, that's, like, me being, like, I don't think I could jump off that cliff and parachute. Yep. These people are going to. (laughs) I promise you. And so, that's why I'm going to take it and run. Right. And so, that's exactly what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm excited about. Is, like, we're getting this barely believable story that is now getting fiction. And so... And it could be anything.
2: And it will be anything (laughs) and everything.
0: And I also really hope that these come out within like a week of each other. (laughs) That's really what I want.
2: Just a a lockdown part two.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure who I trust more with this story. It's CBS I want and Colbert NBC. to
0: be in the CBS one.
2: See now I want Colbert. I in everything. It for that alone. For that yeah. scene alone.
1: Colbert should have a cameo in
2: everything. Yeah. I think we can agree on that.
4: Okay, hey, so are there any other documentaries that you have seen? or alternatively, any COVID events that you think would make a great scripted series? I mean... You're trying
1: to make me relive the trauma of the last year? Thanks, Shanee. <laughs> um, well,
4: I'm classifying Tiger King as a COVID event as well. I mean, so it was. Take that as mean, you will. <laughs>
0: I mean, but now I'm going to remember other things from COVID. So. so I got one ready to go from when I saw this in the show notes earlier. And that is a la Space Force. I want a Dr. Fauci making the vaccine, clearly tongue-in-cheek. But, like, um, that's what I want is Dr. Fauci CDC drama, uh, like, like a la yeah. Space Force. I mean, it's still continuing. We've got
1: emails now or something. I don't
3: know. Yeah.
1: Something like that showed up in the news this week or something, I I avoid those things at all costs, but.
3: Yeah.
0: So yeah, so that's my big one. I think that'd be really funny. I think it's a good way of doing a like one-off workplace drama.
2: Yeah. For me, I mean, the only documentary that's sort of sticking out in my mind right now is um, My octopus Teacher, but I don't necessarily know if I would want to fictionalize it because so much of the impact from it comes from it being a true story documentary style thing like the big impact is from seeing the real footage that he captured and stuff like i would just leave it as it is um but that's really the only nonfiction thing in recent times that has stood out to me um It would have to be a really well done as a fictional story to be done, to be good, so. I
1: don't know, I think like a dramatization of UN leaders dealing with Trump.
2: (laughs) That would just make me depressed.
1: I mean, a little bit, as American, make me depressed as a world citizen, make me really happy. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: One world, one people.
2: Uh, 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 uh. That's a terrible route to go down, Cameron.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying, Flag Smashers made some good points.
1: <laughs> it's kind of like the... Uh, there's an anime that kind of does something similar around, like, the Axis powers. Um, Oh, what's it called? Um, Hetalia? I think. But they kind of, it's something similar. It's like they have characters representing the primary axis uh, powers and how they interact with each other. I think that'd be interesting. Just like a character that a drama like a dramatized character that is a personification of the nation, not necessarily their leadership during COVID. <laughs> hmm.
0: Did you share
4: one already, Shanine? No.
0: Okay. That sounds good. Like didn't think you had. And I was like,
4: <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of all the crazy things that happened because there were so many. And you remember those killer wasps that <laughs> were a thing for like two days and then <laughs> kind of just no one ever spoke of them ever again. I'm going to find one, one when I'm in the. Because they didn't I take buy. off. They,
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, they hit the Northwest and then bye.
2: I mean, the whale population was just like very happy for the those first couple of months of COVID lockdown, because there was no sound pollution and no boats, and no people to bother them. So I'd make a documentary okay. about that. Okay, okay. <laughs> so
0: so that tying that in with what Shanine said about the mor- murder hornets, I want a like Zootopia style, like animated style show about animals, like getting to have fun because humans are in lockdown i mean that was a big thing like
3: here in like, Montana,
1: i am dolphins
0: that, in venice like all that kind of thing
1: like throughout the parks and everything like highways since while we were on shutdown like certain areas that are kind of you know more wildernessy but still populated like had a huge influx of like deer and stuff like
3: mm-hmm.
1: like not differentiating now it's like we're reclaiming and they're just like in the streets far more than usual um I guess a documentary on the ever ever rub uh, whatever the big ship in the canal.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> um in
0: the Suez. Yeah. In the Suez
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would be fun. Um but Yeah, just animals retaking like coming back in becoming yeah. really aggressive. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: As we get ready for our top three list of the week, we have some announcements. We got our streams going on. Um, and so we can do our, the same thing that we've done every week for the past couple of weeks. We want to go in order, talk about what we're up to, that kind of thing.
4: OK, I'm streaming Pokemon Snap on Tuesday.
3: What the areas apples. are you oh. in now?
4: So many. I don't know. I can't remember what they're all called. Desert, and forest, and ocean, and under the ocean, all the places.
0: And we got Tyranitar last time in the desert, and it was hype.
1: Yes. And hopefully, Shanine's stream will be featuring a new look. Hopefully. Hope.
4: Much excite. Much excite.
1: Hers is a lot more further along than yours, Cameron. I <laughs> see how it is. Emma's might be <laughs> a little farther along than yours, but... We're getting there, okay? (laughs) Mine's not even started, so. (laughs) But I'll be streaming Diablo 3 on Wednesday. Switch to Wizard, and I'm sticking with it now.
2: Woohoo! And I will be streaming on Thursday. Um, More Danger Ocean, because I like my Danger Ocean. (laughs) I did some prep this week, so I actually know what I'm going to be doing on Thursday. Um, instead of just sort of floundering around so I have a plan for Thursday this time around and I found more copper so I don't have to go I need copper y'all you know, just sit there and watch me yeah. go hunting for copper um just- that was me for about an hour and a half yeah. looking for diamond yeah. <laughs> and then I I gave Cameron some uh, Twitter advice It's very helpful um, and it was just like if you're in the mushroom forest you're safe you're you're gonna be fine um but yeah so I actually know what I'm gonna be doing on Thursday this danger ocean survival planet
4: so
0: yeah and then for me um i decided to take a staycation on friday and so i'm planning to do a lot of streaming so i might stream thursday night um we'll see i'm kind of doubtful on that one Um, but then i'm planning to stream um, a good chunk of the day friday and then probably some on Saturday and or Sunday, depending on what my work schedule allows, because I will have to be working this weekend. And so. Um, oh, so, so you look, get
1: Friday, but you have to work a, sometime on the weekend.
0: Well, I'm just taking Friday kind of coincidentally. Oh, but, okay. <laughs> um, but then um, I might be taking a half day neck, like either next week or the week after to make up for working the weekend. And so we'll see what happens then as well. But um, probably playing some magic and then some more god of war this is the plan right now for some points in that i'll try to get us more of a schedule out before we actually get to friday but um, but yeah so that's our stream schedule for this upcoming week then for our recurring events no d and d this weekend um instead we will be doing our continuing our d and d campaign on june 19th um next that's that weekend. next saturday or this not yeah two saturdays from now um and so hopefully everybody can come back for that and then we have our next book club as emma mentioned earlier not all who spiritually wander are lost on june 24th and so dang yeah it's a quick one i'm glad that this book is like i felt so ahead getting the book earlier this time i feel like, like yeah
1: because i feel like the period like actual number of weeks in between since our last one is shorter because The month ends on a Wednesday.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. um, yeah, So those are the big things that we're up to. Stay tuned. Social media, Discord, all those things for other announcements as they um, come up. And so let's get into our top three list of the week. We are doing our favorite or best adaptations from one media type to another. Um, And as always, of course, the first rule of top threes are that there are no rules. Chris Chris, this is your week so it's my week I just decided that because you've been going first through all the things so
1: oh okay
0: so Um, what is your number one
1: my number one is Avatar The Last Airbender two comics
0: take that off my list oh (laughs) thank
1: god him. (laughs) I'm sorry and you were struggling to find that third I do apologize
0: i ended up coming up with another one so okay here.
1: okay but yeah i mean you can kind of maybe i kind of see them there's my five volume complete volumes there behind me um i've enjoyed just the continuation of the stories for one um but also it it's quick it's it's such a good platform for a continuation um because you don't obviously it doesn't take as much work um and you can tell just as much in depth of a story or uh, kind of get that character development or additional background on the characters. And I think they did a really good job.
0: So my number one, I'm not trying to decide where we're going to go, um, is The Hunger Games. Um, And so specifically The Hunger Games, the, the first movie, um i think Don't is it. about the third book yeah um, yeah um so yeah specifically that first one yeah um and i've, I've said before i really think this is one of the best adaptations um, in the sense that it takes a lot of the core ideas and the things that it changes it makes a lot of sense for adapting to a movie from a book yeah um so whereas the first book or um is a lot more about like Katniss in her own head. What is, what she thinking, what's going on. The movie becomes the game show and it's more about mm-hmm. the, the spectacle of it. So we can, we can see it more from like the capitals perspective and um, well, obviously a big change. I think that that's the type of change that makes a lot of sense when you're going from one type of medium to another. Um,
2: and it was a, the kind of change that they did well in a positive <laughs> like way
0: definitely agree um and yeah and there's like one of the things with the book is there's a lot of katniss just knowing things because you know she lived in this world um but i think like the fourth time when we meet like the tracker jackers or whatever and it's like oh those are tracker jackers those do blah 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 like we really just couldn't get katniss to deliver that expedition exposition um but like having that type of thing through the um through the dial or through the game show style, announcer. Yeah, yeah, I think was a really cool way of like tying that in and making that all work. Yeah. Shanine, so. what's your number
4: one? Okay, my number one, probably to nobody's surprise is the Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe book to movie. I stayed away from that one because I do. I love. I
2: love. Or else I'd agree with. Like I definitely agree with you.
1: (laughs) They did a great job with the first one. Yeah.
2: Yes,
4: the first one is great.
1: But then there, there's, they just didn't keep up and like weren't putting things out enough time. But you think that, and then obviously with your original actors aging, to the extent, it's more difficult. It made it really hard on them.
4: Yes, but no, this one is great. And I had almost the whole movie memorized, probably still do, (laughs) (laughs) but it's great.
2: Absolutely. My top or my number one would be in my humble opinion, the best adaptation ever of Pride and Prejudice and that would be the internet video blog known as the Lizzie Bennett Diaries because I was in love before then I never understood um, the story of Pride and Prejudice could not get into Jane Austen so it was too old-timey and then the genius that is Hank Green spurred on this idea of taking it modernizing it and turning it it into a video blog internet thing and it like changed my view of classical literature and was like this does make sense <laughs> to like high school me or whatever and i loved it and it's what got me into the more classical literature stuff so yeah
0: One of the things I like, and I've said this before, is that like I really enjoy when someone mentions something that I have never heard of, but other people are like, "Oh yeah, okay. that is a great choice." <laughs> I'm like, the internet—it's
4: a great place. I'm voice.
2: gonna put <laughs> uh, Diaries. I'm gonna put a link to this um, in the host rec page of Discord because I highly re- recommend people watch it. Um, Okay, because it's it really like is one of those things that, like, I'd seen Pride and Prejudice movies before, but could never grasp the storyline. And then I watched this and was like, I actually get this now and I can go back and like, it was put in the context of, you know, again, teenage me is modern day, whatever. So then there were contexts. So But yeah, this will be going in just for people to, I recommend people watching it because it's also fun and just lighthearted and um, pretty easy to find. So
0: Chris, kick it back to you.
1: Um, My next is uh, Magic the Gathering, the trading card game to D&D module, specifically uh, the Guilds of Ravnica portion did such a good job. I love using those things or incorporating them into certain campaign elements or storytelling elements. Also, Ravnica is just awesome. The Guilds
0: <laughs> are so unique. That's one that I'd considered putting on mine. And then I was like, I feel like a poser because I haven't actually bought or played with any of that. Oh, I just I just like that it exists. I mean you have access to it
1: on D and D beyond, so you could at least look at it.
0: But yeah, Yeah. I I love the
1: idea of and, you know, possibly spoiler kind of maybe. You guys may interact with a city, that very much is just Ravnica, but I don't know. But I I, I like I like the the world building in that and how it came over to D and D specifically and how you have like all these different factions that ultimately work together and against each other to run a city. Or a government of some sort.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Of some sort. Da, da, da.
1: Maybe. But, um, yeah, I love it. I, 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 the Theros one was a little, was, was cool too, but definitely the Ravnica one was definitely one that I was very happy that they made an official module for.
0: Um, for my number two, I wanted to do something comic books and just kind of doing, like, an MCU movie felt to... Um, Two
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, and so i decided to do the 90s x-men um which it was my touch point into um into superheroes into x-men specifically um it's a lot of my go-to version of those characters is is the 90s x-men version um and then While um, I did not know this at the time, one of the things that's also very cool about it is that it is extremely faithful to a lot of the comics that were going on at that time. And so it really is, for a lot of the arcs, a very direct representation of, like, comic book to screen. Um, And I really like that idea. And, again, with um, a lot of those being those iconic things for me, just actually knowing that 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 was not just cool TV, but it was cool comic book stories that they translated. And brought into cool TV. And so. Shanine, what
4: do you got? Okay, my next one is Anastasia from an animated movie to a Broadway musical.
0: (laughs) From Um. real life to an animated movie.
4: (laughs) (laughs) To then a Broadway musical. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But yeah, I grew up watching Anastasia. It's been my favorite animated movie forever. And seeing it on Broadway kind of felt like they made the musical for all of those childhood fans. Like it was a grown up version of Anastasia and like they made it more historical and less fantastical, Mm
3: -hmm.
4: but still like kept in all the beloved songs and like added a few more like heartfelt ones and yeah so good
2: since we're on the topic of childhood movies and broadway musicals i mentioned this one earlier but my number two is the lion king broadway show because that will forever be one of my all-time favorite broadway shows and it's beautiful and like the puppetry is fantastic and like brings in that like the 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 natural art of a lot of um from different regions of Africa like Tanzania and just around there as well as those languages while still encompassing the sort of light-hearted feel of the movie with number two Also, the drums are great for the Broadway show. Mm -hmm. Lots of drums.
0: (laughs) And the puppetry is fantastic.
2: Yes.
0: Chris, bringing us home.
1: My last one is from novel to animated movie kind of um, uh, Tales from Earthsea. Which is a Studio Ghibli movie, um, but not Miyazaki, well, not how Miyazaki. It's Goro Miyazaki, his son, um, one of his works. Um, And honestly, I think the animation is wonderful, but also the, I don't know, it's better on screen than, book is alright. Book has great elements, but I find it lacking, but... (laughs) That's just my opinion. Uh, um, But yeah, that's a great
0: adaptation. And I definitely recommend it if you like Ghibli. I just did a Google image search. And this protagonist is the most Ghibli-looking protagonist I've ever seen. Really? Like, not as, like, a bad thing. But, like, it is just like the... (laughs)
1: Right. I mean, Ghibli has a very unique, like... Yeah, it's it's a, very a very specific style. Very specific
0: and this, style. And this um, looks
1: exactly like that style. Th- I mean, it follows along his style, but it's still very much, like, looking at it, you can tell it's not how. Um, it's a little more straightforward. Obviously, this follows the specific plot line of a story um, as well, but, but, yeah. But the, the fantasy elements of... Of Ghibli are definitely there, especially the clothing.
0: For my number three, um, I mean we're gonna we're gonna hit on Pokemon. You know, one of the biggest entertainment franchises out there, um, and it, it kind of feels weird to be like this is an adaptation when it's like all of these things kind of all came out in conjunction and worked together. Um, maybe a little bit less so here in the States, but I want to call out specifically the original Pokemon manga um, focused on red. And while like red is like the main character in the game, like red in the, the the manga is way different. And I love that version of the character. Um, I love the, um, as a story, I love how it's way darker than they would allow Pokemon to be now. Mm-hmm. Um and i love and like basically everyone's a bad guy um and and um yeah
1: it's about the exploitation and abuse of animals come on well yeah <laughs> but there's also yeah. like
0: like being a pokemon trainer is almost like a mythical power in the manga where like there's a scene where like lance just walks up to a dragon type and now it follows him like just because it's like a power that he has to like commune with the dragon with dragon types um and so it's less of the like i spent the time to level up this pokemon and more of just like this mythical characteristic kind of thing um and so like just the take on it is so different than the rest of um, the vibe of pokemon and then also like uh, like i said i love this take on red where he and he like smuggles pokeballs into the safari zone and then captures like hundreds of Pokemon and basically wipes out the Safari zone just cause he can. Why and not? it's like, I mean, uh, it's not like, like, can you imagine if the games put a
1: limited number of Pokemon in there? Like they weren't technically random, right? That crack me up. They should do that for a game.
0: But yeah. It's such an interesting take. And again, I highly recommend. Um, I think I'd read some of it when Pokemon was first coming out. And then in college, I'm sure not quite legally found a bunch of it online that I read through. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, highly recommend. Uh, Go check it out. Uh, Shanine, what's your number three?
4: Okay, my last one is maybe a bit of a stretch, but no rules, so I'm going with it. Um, Loving Vincent is an animated movie about the life of Vincent van Gogh. That's and, a reasonable, I'd say it counts. I mean, it's biography memoir to an animated film, yeah. so. The animation style is based on Van Gogh's paintings, oh. so. Even better. <laughs> it's arts and real life to animation, and it's beautiful. Highly recommend. Hmm.
0: I
2: had
4: not heard of this. Pretty sure it's on I mean, I feel like
0: we're coexisting. <laughs> he looks a lot like that character from Doctor Who.
4: Oh, and I forgot. Oh, um, right. coincidence. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> what do you know?
0: What do you know? It all ties together.
4: <laughs> okay, Emma,
0: what is your number three?
2: My number three is, is I feel like Shanine and I are on similar brainwaves tonight, <laughs> probably in in the way of like from one adaptation to another. But in in this context, mine is adapting a literal series of paintings into a TV series. And that is Tales from the Loop, which is an Amazon Prime series that they did based on a series of paintings by a Swedish artist who did a bunch of like drawings or paintings um, on just these random sort of futuristic pieces of machinery in like modern day times. So like a random robot out in the middle of a field or whatever. And Amazon Prime just took these random paintings and this coffee table book that he had done and turned it into a TV show. And it was just like it's each episode is its own little story about this little town in the middle of nowhere And it's like, they're all connected in these little ways. But it's just this fun little science fiction anthology, if you will. And it's fun because they had, they would base some of the scenes or shots off of the paintings or the drawings. I think they're drawings. Um, But they also had sort of an amount of creative freedom to do what they wanted and sort of warp the story around these drawings. So yeah, that's
0: my number three. Listeners, as always, let us know what your favorite adaptations are. Um, You can do that comment section, social media, all of those places. And then Emma, what is our top three for next week and why?
2: Our top three for next week is your top three people or characters you think would make terrible boat captains, and why? So for example, Mothman would be a terrible boat captain because he would just crash his boats into lighthouses while trying to get the the light at the top of the lighthouse. That's an example. (laughs) Um, And it is the top three because I was watching a TikTok that made me wonder about it. So I'm curious to get everyone's ideas.
0: I've already been brainstorming what mine are. I'm trying to, I'm trying to come up with with, um, with good ones that fit the criteria laid out by Mothman.
2: I mean, if you have a extraneous explanation for why that isn't immediately obvious, that's fine. It's just that's just an example.
0: sounds awesome and uh, we'll get posts out and all that stuff so listeners you can let us know um, who you think would be a terrible boat captain and why but until next time you can find us as one geek 411 on our social media facebook twitter and instagram you can join our discord server if you want to chat between shows or shoot us an email at 1stgeek411 at gmail.com you can also check out our red Bubble store for merch and then you can watch live on twitch and find our videos on YouTube. You can write and subscribe wherever it is that you listen to podcasts and then check out our show notes on our website onegeek411.com and then you can find us through our personal social media minus are with him.
4: minus i am not prepared with an i i'm the hoot and howl on twitter and hoot and howl tales t-a-l-e-s on instagram
1: and i'm not so foreign
0: and it's been a great week
1: wash your hands
4: read a book.